You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. In today's Give Your Life Away podcast, and specifically the Epistle Project, we come to the end of Romans 9-11, through 11, the final section. And this is that final section where Paul goes through that wonderful outburst of praise. And we'll get to that in a moment. But for, for now, before I start reading the passage, I want to tell you, I want to show you and remind you of why Paul bursts forth in praise. Paul bursts forth in praise because of God's electing love and his overall plan of salvation to choose people by grace for salvation. This section 9 through 11 is why Paul burst forth in praise. This is a difficult section for many people. This section that we've gone through is the section where it says that God has chosen some and others have rejected, but there's even purpose in their rejection. Now, a lot of people admittedly have a hard time understanding these things. And I believe it's because we are human and we have a a certain set of um, criteria that God is supposed to operate under. We have certain values that God uh, has to fit into. But God is outside of us, unlike us. He doesn't think like we do. And as I asked you at the beginning of chapter 9, let the Bible speak. Let God speak clearly. And listen to what he says. There are, I understand, some difficult things in this section, chapters 9 through 11. It says that he chose some and allowed others to reject him for a purpose. And it says that there has been a partial hardening that he has placed upon people who have determined to reject him. He says that there's a purpose even for their rejection. In chapter 11, uh, earlier it said that the Gentiles are grafted in because Israel rejected. And that's not the end of the story, though. And the Gentiles were grafted in in order to make Israel jealous so that a remnant would be saved. There are a lot of difficult truths here because we are not God. But Paul reads through this section, writes this section, inspired by the Holy Spirit of God, tells us what God is like, how God thinks. And Paul does not end embarrassed about God's electing love. Paul ends in praise for God's electing love. So I want to read this section. I'll remind you that this is Paul speaking to the Gentile Christian who's been grafted in. And it says this in Romans eleven twenty-five through 36. Lest you be wise in your own sight, I do not want you to be unaware of this mystery, brothers. A partial hardening has come upon Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And in this way, all Israel will be saved. As it is written, the deliverer will come from Zion. He will banish ungodliness from Jacob. And this will be my covenant with them when I take away their sins. As regards the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. But as regards election, they are beloved for the sake of their forefathers. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. For just as you, Gentile Christian, just as you were at one time disobedient to God, but now have received mercy because of their disobedience, so they too have now been disobedient in order that by the mercy shown to you, they also may now receive mercy. For God has consigned all to disobedience, that he may have mercy on all. Oh, the depths of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God! 
How unsearchable are His judgments, and how inscrutable His ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has been His counselor, or who has given a gift to Him that He might be repaid? For from Him and through Him and to Him are all things. To Him be glory forever. Amen. I want you to hear those words again. The depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. Paul looks at this whole topic of electing love and Israel's the, the, the election of a remnant of Israel and those who have rejected Christ and how he's included the Gentiles in salvation. He, Paul looks at all of that sovereignty of God talk and he does not get embarrassed by it. He breaks out in praise and says, Who in the world understands the mind of God? He is higher than us. He is unlike us. Who, who are we to think that we can counsel God on how He should grant salvation? Who in the world has given a gift to God? God basically is saying God doesn't know, owe anybody anything. And Paul breaks forth into praise. I love this section. There's a lot about God that I don't understand. There's a lot about God that, that if I were God would, would kind of rub me the wrong way. If, I, if God thought like me. But God is not like me. He's better than me. He never does anything wrong. He's never unjust. So when he elects some to salvation and allows others to have what they want, ultimately rejection of him, he is not unjust in any way. He is good. He is sovereign and worthy to be praised. I love this section. And the praise of God for letting him be who he is. You know, at the time of uh, this podcast, the airing of this podcast, uh, Pastor R.C. Sproul has uh, has gone to be with the Lord. He, he went to be with the Lord about two weeks before I'm doing this podcast right now, and I've chosen three well-known R.C. Sproul quotes that talk about God's sovereignty and who He is. I thought I'd end this podcast by sharing them with you. Sproul writes this first, If God is not sovereign, then God is not God. Secondly, when God says something, the argument is over. I, I asked you earlier at the beginning of Romans 9, especially if you struggle with this doctrine of election, God's electing love, to read this section, Romans 9 through 11, and just let it speak. Let God speak. Listen to what he says. Think about what he says. And I highlight that sprawl quote. When God says something, the argument's over. We don't get to rebut. We don't get to refute. We don't get, in the words of Romans eleven, thirty-four, we don't get to be his counselor and to tell him he did something wrong. And finally, I'll end with this quote. When there's something in the Word of God that I don't like, the problem is not with the Word of God. It's with me. So I pray that you would Praise the Lord for the things that you don't understand. Praise the Lord for the simple things that He says, even if they don't maybe feel good to you initially. Many of us have struggled with that and know that sense. But I'm asking you, I'm asking you to realize the problem is not with God. It's with our finite minds. So keep studying, keep looking, keep reading. Ask the Lord, ask the Lord to show you what His Word means. Ask Him to reveal these truths to your heart and ask Him for a greater love and devotion and awe of Him. 
God has been kind to reveal himself to us, and it's clear to us that he's not like us. And that should not bring us consternation. That should draw from us celebration and praise. I pray that you praise the Lord for who he is today. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are alive.